Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome to the Fundamentalists oh Podcast. Oh my god, we're back. Uh, it happened, and we have an episode in the chamber that we have not released Oh yeah, yet. I know. I, I want to do some editing, and I haven't done it yet. What are you trying to edit? Well, that defeats the purpose of you editing it. No, no, that's a good question. So we, we, we had a conversation with Jay Baker. Yeah. And I, I think we just got like really in the weeds of like a particular form of evangelical Christianity, and we You're might welcome. lose a lot of, <laughs> we might lose That's a lot of me. our followers. That was you and Jay, yeah. and then there's a certain point where I just checked out because you guys were just like, <laughs> just go know? for it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just edit all the stuff with me and Jay out. Yes, and exactly. Then you're yeah. good to go. Just, cheers, just man. Hey, cheers, dude. This welcome is so back. Good, man. Oh my god, I can't believe we're back. Oh, mm. this it's is nice. Good. Full disclosure, we've been catching up for the last hour and thinking. Yes. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened last time before yeah. uh, Helen and I were, do, were doing some writing. And yes. then it was an immediate hour of like, oh, it's just an hour of catching up. So so this episode, uh, Pete, it's good to see you. Yeah. We have not really been able to hang out. So it, to give context to our listeners, this is like mid hanging out. So yes. we've been, we've had some drinks. We're drinking gin and tonics right now at a coffee cup. I was having mimosas earlier. Because I did have a little bit of, I, I opened up a bottle of champagne last night, had a few glasses, and then this morning I was doing a seminar on, funnily enough, Hegel, and I uh, was having mimosas. Yeah. Before you arrived. Well, I in your woke honor. up this morning and uh, had, I went out and did a bad habit, and then I also had a scotch. And I know, like, I felt like a father. Weekend. I felt like a father when you came into my apartment <clears> and <throat> you were stinking of smoke. I know. I was like, you have been smoking. 2020, 2020, we fixed all these things. Yes. yes. Uh, Are you but still also, doing Beast Body? I'm still doing Beast Body, but because my foot's been so messed up, uh, it's very difficult to to work out. But uh, I'm, I broke my toe a couple of weeks ago, and that's been hard for me to work out. I you broke know. your toe? Yeah, the day I was going back to Which Belfast, toe? Small toe, so they can't do anything. You just, just grin The and big bear. toe will mess you up, though. Yeah. 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 My, I think it's my, um, the ball of my foot, whatever Ooh, that yeah, is, is all yeah. sprained or cracked or a little bit. But anyway, yeah. um, so the episode we're diving into, thanks for staying with us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here, folks. We're uh, back. We're back. Uh, we in are true back. form. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do this every week. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, we have to now. Yeah, otherwise you're going to have to get a real job, and so am I. Ugh, Can God. we do not want that? I've come to terms with the fact that I have to get a real job. <laughs> That's what November taught me. Is that right? Uh, oh, no. Like, here we go. No. Um, so we're going to talk about the Joker today, yes, correct? Yes, yes, I think so. We're going to start. I've got a feeling this might I be a hear two-parter, because there's lots to unpack. But yeah, I would love to talk about the Joker. If it's a two-parter, great. If it's a one-parter that's great. long, yeah. great. If it's a three-parter that's all short, great. Yeah. So uh, let's first, if if I may usher in, mm. um, prompt, because I know you have stuff, you have points. Yeah. So to to derail that a little bit. Oh, wow. You want, Let's start with you seeing the Joker. Yeah. I want to know where you were. Yep. I want to know what theater you went to. Yeah. How much you paid for the movie ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and what you felt the entire time and then walking out of it. And then I wow. will share the same information. And oh. then we'll dive into the the philosophical elements of it. Okay. Yeah. Because you know what? That's a good distinction. There's in philosophy, there's a distinction between knowledge and opinion. And then you can also add rumor as a third. And opinion is is all to do with how you felt and the life experience and philosophy. Subjective, that, yeah. Yes, more subjective. So you're talking about the subjective experience. Of I want to know about it. that first. Yes. I was in Belfast 
and it was the opening weekend. And I and things are going super well for you personally. Well, actually, no, this is, sadly, this is pre the death of my father. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the first like, time round. Um, how, how inappropriate can I go with the jokes? Yeah, here? okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I was home. Uh, went with some friends and um, went to the Odeon in Belfast, which is in this place called the uh, what's it called Victoria Square, which is really lovely. It was built post the conflict as a way of kind of trying to make Belfast cooler. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It's got a big dome where you can see all of Belfast. That's cool. We went up. I can't remember what it cost, but a lot cheaper than LA, like eight quid, something like that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And um, and it was, it was a powerful experience because I already knew that it was a zeitgeist movie. It was capturing a moment. If you could tell me in... T- I grew up, I love Batman so much. Yeah, like yeah. I love the the character of Batman and I've loved him truly since before I can remember. Yeah, like I, yeah. there are memories of me in a Batman costume before like I can remember those memories. And yeah. I've always gravitated to this character. And if you'd have told me that there was a movie about- Because kids always want the death of their parents, you know? But anyway, exa- keep going. Who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but- to have a movie that's solely about the Joker is to me one of it's like it felt the same way in my adult life that it felt like when the first trailer for Star Wars Episode One came out, yeah. where it was like, I don't deserve this. Yes. Like, yes. how is it that like there's never going to be more movie? There's never going to be more Star Wars movies. Like, I remember thinking that before the prequels, yeah, being like, there's no way. That this yeah. is actually going to happen. And yeah. then it was episode one, two, three, and yeah. now fucking seven, eight, nine. And I'm like, this is perfect. And so. it, could, it could have been a disaster. This is the thing. And Slavio Shizek, the Slovenian philosopher, who hasn't seen the movie yet or when he talked about it, he was worried that it would be a disaster. And he was rightfully worried that it would be a disaster. And I'd love to get into that later. But but. But it could have been, the Joker could have been a disaster. It could have been yeah. an unmitigated disaster. It could have psychologized the Joker. And it didn't. Made no excuses. It it was brilliant. So I, I it So was, you liked it. Well, yeah. Now that's an opinion. To go back to the answer, yeah. to the question that I asked, what was your impression when you walked out? That, that, so more so than, like, here's the thing. When you see a regular movie, you, mm-hmm. you, you go, did I enjoy it or did I not? Or was I interested yep. or was I bored? Those were not the criteria that I was thinking about when I left the movie. When I left the movie, I thought that is a classic. That has something to say. That it was it was at a higher level. You know, I, I can talk about whether I enjoyed it or didn't or was bored or entertained, but that wasn't what I came out of. I came out of the the theater thinking that this was a significant movie, like a culturally significant That's movie. exactly how I felt, yeah. yeah. I walked out, uh, I was in Chicago, and I'd never been in Chicago before, and it was also rainy and, like, murky, mm-hmm. and uh, Grace and I went to see it at some... And you some... were dressed in your Batman outfit. Of course, yeah, which has nothing to do with the Joker no, yeah. movie. <laughs> just a regular, just Thursday what I night. do. Yep. Uh, but I, we went uh, and walking out, and I was like, I've never had the cool thing about the Joker that I experienced after seeing it was I've never had such a like avalanche of feelings about a movie after having seen it. Yeah, because like what you're talking about, where it's like, did I enjoy it? 
was that a good movie? Yeah. Am I okay saying I enjoy it? Like yeah. all these little like questions you ask yourself. And then when I walked out of it, I just remember this feeling of like, cause Grace also isn't unaware of my like knowledge and opinion on the Batman yeah. like mythos. And so I had all these like things where I was like, this happened. I was like, this is crazy that they did this. Like, this is so bold. The fact that it was greenlit by a studio that they knew yeah. was going to get people were getting pissed off about it. I was like, this is so good. Um, but it was the same thing of going, I have no desire to ever watch this movie again <laughs> but when i found out that there's a sequel coming out i was yeah. like hell yeah i was I like i'll watch well, that i'm nervous sequel. i'm nervous about the sequel only me too only but because I, I trust them i'm trusting yeah, you trust yeah. i'm choosing to trust yeah. yeah just because they there were so many pitfalls to making the joker it could have been like a shit marvel movie but they they didn't they didn't first of all how pitfalls. dare you and second of all i agree <laughs> yeah. they 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 avoided the most important pitfall for me, which is um, they did. Well, do we jump into it? Let's jump in. Uh, yeah. Okay. You it, got thoughts. I want to hear, I genuinely want to hear your thoughts, which is what I think makes us a good podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot to get through, but let's start somewhere. But the danger and, and Slavoj Shizak was worried about this is the danger is they psychologize the Joker uh, by and by psychologizing, it means that they the Joker is defined by traumas and things that happen to him. So mm -hmm. this is a very big thing in Hollywood now, is why is the Batman the Batman? Why is the Sopranos the Sopranos? What is the psychological development of the Joker? Yeah. Why did Walter White need to do all those yes. bad things? Yeah. So it's a, it's a very big trope within Hollywood, um, is this uh, real turn to psychology. Um, and and the, the, the problem with that, uh, here's a here's a here's a basic philosophy philosophy problem um, is that when you go into philosophy 101 there's this question they ask is are you determined Why? no well are you determined <laughs> or are you free have you heard that quote you know no i haven't yeah, heard that. Right. are you determined or are you free? free right so for example if you had coffee this morning or tea or, or orange juice sure. was that a free choice or was that uh, the result of a whole pile of cause and effect. So was it the result of all of this historical stuff like coffee beans existing in the universe and being grown and then political stuff of how coffee beans come to this country, economic, and also then nurture uh, that your parents like coffee, nature that you like the taste, um, all of this stuff. Like So in other words, were you free to take coffee or were you free not? will, yeah. right? Free will determinism. So that's a that's a basic philo like one one philosophy question, um, and it kind of misses the point. And whenever you psychologize a superhero, it sounds like somebody who doesn't want to answer the question. <laughs> yeah, well, when you when you psychologize <laughs> a hero or a villain, it's like they are like this because of what happened to them, because they were beaten up because of this or because of that, and yeah. that makes them the, who they the are. The kids. Oh, we should mention there's going to be spoilers. Oh, spoilers! Don't listen to this. There's going to be. Spoilers. I think that'll be inherent in the title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now the reason why. This is a really crude and bad question of determinism is because it with within existentialism, it's 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 not that the question of whether you're free to drink coffee or alcohol because we're drinking gin and tonics. Yeah. And are we free or are we determined to do it? That's the wrong question. It's not that we have free acts. 
In existentialism, whenever Jean-Paul Sartre says, you're condemned to freedom, what he means is, you are freedom. Not that you do free acts, but that you are the explosion of freedom in the universe. You are not, like, it's not that you're free to take coffee or tea or not. It's that subjectivity is the result of the fact that the universe is not at one with itself. That Well, it's almost like, yeah, it would be a uh, scapegoating to be like, uh, you know, are you, is this decision you're making fully you or is it a result of all these other things puts you in a box of being like, I guess it's one of these things. But like the very fact that you're asking that question is yeah. a result of you being a free agent and an explosion of consciousness. Exactly. And, and it's not that it's not that you're free and some I'm like take your words way. and yeah. I'm going to mold them into my own shit. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's it in a sense is that for someone like Jean-Paul Sartre or the existentialist is that subjectivity is the result of a type of deadlock in reality, a contradiction within reality where that a twist, a, a, a knot, that means there's like an, a knot at oneness and the result of that knot at oneness is subjectivity. But but on a very, and this connects with the Joker, I can definitely make it connected to the Here Joker. Here we go. Here we go, right? Is that... Well, first of all, before I go to the Joker, it's like if you go to analysis, you you have your past traumas, right? Things that happened to you. And a trauma is a type of inability to articulate something. A trauma is a is a is a failure to integrate something into language. So something happens to you and you can't conceptualize it. It's a black hole yeah. in your symbolic reality. And then you go into therapy. And you start to try to interpret it and you interpret it because you believe that the therapist knows what it means. You believe that there is a meaning to it in the future that you haven't got to. So you start to interpret it. You start to try to work towards understanding your traumas. So there's an eschatological element. There's the stuff that happened in your past. You're working towards a future moment where you'll understand your trauma. And you do that because you think the therapist has some sort of insight. And that allows you to make sense of your chaotic experience. It is this deadlock or contradiction between the past and the future. It's this whole mess that you believe makes sense. That or that you, you can make sense of. Yeah. Yeah. So in a, weirdly, you're kind of like you're, you're making sense of your past, but you're also creating it. Um, now, and the reason why I'm saying this about the Joker is the brilliant thing about the Joker is that the Joker becomes the Joker, not because of some psychological reason, but because there is this, in, in Gotham City, there is this general discontent, there's a general violence, there's a general... Something is happening yes, in Gotham Yes, alienation, all of this horrible stuff is occurring. And then what happens is the Joker, who's just this contingent gristle of reality, just this explosion of violence right for gotham city they unite around him and they think that he has the answer they which they, this, he does not what's that which he does not yes he does not but 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 and that's a great point that's what i want to come back to that's, that's the, the grip yeah yeah I, that's, I suppose you're in, I yeah no but that that is the important thing the big other doesn't exist right but yeah. he is the big other to gotham city the gotham city needs to believe that someone understands the general discontent so the moment that he becomes a joker is the moment that 
all of the masses of the discontent within Gotham City says the Joker understands. The Joker is our mascot. So he basically helps the Joker become self, or he, he helps Gotham City become aware of and understand the traumas that are in the city, yeah. the violence, the, the disarray. Well, he basically goes, we're all in this. Yes. But he, like, subjectively. Even he though he never, he never has any empathy toward any of the people around he him. He never care. has any, like, uh, um, yeah, there's no point in that movie where when people are rallying around him mm. that he cares about literally any of it. That's it. It's like a symptom. It's almost like a parallel. Yeah, <laughs> parallel. Yeah. It's almost like we're experiencing it on some weird political level. Yeah. Well, the symptom is exactly that. Whenever you have a bad back or whatever, it's like the bad back doesn't mean anything, but your anxiety can attach to it and then it becomes meaningful. Yeah. And then you can... T- so the, the, the Joker is the moment that... that Gotham City starts to become aware of all of the suffering, the violence, the inequality. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's not a psychologizing of the Joker. It's not about, oh, he was beaten up and this happened and that happened. It's like, oh, the moment he became the Joker is kind of when he was standing on the police car and all of the people are around him. And that moment becomes, made me want oh, that moment made me want to applaud and also throw up at the same time. It was an incredible it was moment. Very, very powerful. Yeah. It's almost weird that they didn't stop with that. That was a I was surprised at the amount of movie after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I would have if they just flashed the directed by uh shot there, I would have been like done. But yeah. I kind of loved the fact that they showed yes. uh, spoilers. Uh Bruce's parents getting gunned down by a nobody. Yeah. Like, oh, did right, that happen after that? It happened before, after oh, right, the okay, police yeah. car. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was so cool because it was like, even the, the entire story that makes up the Batman, they, uh, they reserved till it, they basically, uh, relegated into the, the denouement of the story. Like yeah. they were like, this is the end. This is the end notes. Yeah. But yeah. like, the climactic moment was this dude on a police car experiencing this euphoria of kind of also the stand-up sensation. The, the, um, the guy who, who bombs uh, as a stand-up and then has this moment at his utter lowest of being like, here I am like that kind of thing of like, that's beautiful. I mean, it's so weirdly, true to what it feels like to be any kind of performer and then i'm going to perform because if i can get up on that stage i'm going to be my truest self and then you get up there you bomb and then this weird thing happens as a result of violence there's so much yeah 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 it's so good absolutely And, and the thing about when he's standing on the car this is what's genius about it it's like you realize that he is a symptom of gotham city so it's not it's like he's the illness he's he's a he's a spore He's the, yeah, he is, and he is the articulation. Weirdly, he is Christ. I mean, this is the weird thing is like, so for example. Okay, well, now you're taking a left turn. Yeah, yeah. Well, the think about the Titanic, right? The Titanic is just a contingent sinking of a ship, right? Mm-hmm. But it articulate, it articulated the, the contradictions of the epoch. The kind of the upper class, middle class, lower class, and the yeah. boat collapsing. The ships were a symbol of the technological, uh, you know, uh, genius of humanity collapsing against the, uh, uh, you know, the iceberg. The start of the first world war. All of this. So, literally, it's just a sinking of a ship. 
It's, it's a contingent gristle. It doesn't matter, but it becomes uh, the articulation of an epoch. In the same way, Christ is the idea in theology that Christ is just a pathetic individual and nothing that is the art incarnation of the truth. Mm -hmm. right? In the same way, the Joker is this utterly pathetic, broken individual who's even violent and destructive, who incarnates the truth of Gotham City, but who becomes the incarnation of all of the, the inequality of the city, all of the suffering of the city, he is the moment in which the city becomes aware of itself uh, and becomes aware. It's basically, he creates a political subject out of Gotham City that suddenly now they can articulate all of the fucking issues of the city. What I think is also interesting, yeah. though, is that when those people are doing that, when they're mm -hmm. cheering him on and he's like on the cab and he has this big mole and he's, you know, drawing the yeah. smile on his face and all that like creepy stuff. Uh, the people in the crowd don't know that that's what they're doing. Yes, like, yeah. They're unaware that they're yeah. like, you know, lauding this person that is um, uh, uh, demented. I mean, yeah. in some way. So it's very, it's it's interesting to be like, okay, yeah, no, you're you're cheering this guy on, and you don't know that what you're actually doing is becoming united in your. Uh, disdain for the status quo. Yeah, yeah, that's my big philosophical contribution. No, theme. absolutely, and and that this is the this is how to this is how to defeat the Joker because the Joker is the character who helps Gotham City articulate its problems, but the Joker is impotent. Like if they knew the Joker doesn't have, he has no interest in politics. Nothing. Nothing. He's he got has, nothing. Nothing. He's got nothing, and that is what in psychoanalysis they call. The idea the big other does not exist is that you think that the analyst has some secret insight into your unconscious and you think the analyst knows you. But the last part of the cure is realizing that the analyst doesn't have some secret insight. They're just a, a broken person like you. But that the fiction of believing that they had an insight was what allowed you to get an insight. It was a, what allowed you to make sense of your experience. Belief, basically. Yeah. yeah. So the Joker allows Gotham City to understand all of the horrors of the city. But the next step, and this is, this is the reason why Batman can never defeat Joker, because Batman is trying to get rid of Joker when he should be trying to understand Joker. The Joker is the city. <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, but yeah. also he should kill him too. He should it's kill him, more fun but he to can't. See. <laughs> he can't because the Joker is the city. The Joker. I is like Kant. The... I like Hegel. I get it. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I I I do agree with what you're saying, but mm. he that doesn't make a mythos that people can latch on to. Yes, but although, and the, the brilliant thing about the later, who was it? Chris Nolan. Uh, Nolan, Nolan, yeah. Yeah. is I think he grasps this because he ultimately, you well, know, there's Heath Ledger's Joker says, we're destined to do this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Christopher Nolan realizes that the Joker and Batman are intertwined. I bat Wayne Industries. Mm -hmm. You is can't the kill me. Problem. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. yeah. I love, I want, that's the best thing about the entire Batman uh, journey that I, I truly as far back as I could remember, I have loved Batman more than anything. And I do think there is something to be said for the fact that 
the Joker is this irreconcilable, like, I mean, in the Dark Knight, yeah. the Joker is like, it's an immovable force, unstoppable object. Yes. Like, there is, there's no, um, uh, there's no resolution there's here. No, yeah, it's not I, Batman and Robin, it's Batman and Joker. Yeah, because what you know. the Joker says in the Dark Knight, he goes, you're just too much fun. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're this puritanical, you're this good boy. You got, your parents got murdered, you poor thing. Yeah. And you got all this money and you have all this power and none of it matters. And I'm like, that's it. That's That's it. That's Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Because the Joker, the Joker doesn't care about money. The beautiful thing, and Walter Benjamin, this philosopher, he talks about divine violence and divine violence is kind of like, it, there's there's wor- there's law preserving violence which keeps the law of oppression. There's law making violence which makes new laws, and there's law destroying violence which doesn't care. And when when the Joker burns all of the money that he's making, he, everything he, burns. He doesn't care, right? Yeah. That's law. This like that's literally breaking the very foundation of society where we think that having money and power means something. The Joker is an expression of divine violence in Benjamin's sense of pure chaos and anarchy. And the problem is Batman, he represents money. Like mm-hmm. Wayne Industries has so much money and then Batman the, thinks... The center building in the yeah. city. Yeah, and the then, biggest, the tallest building. Yeah, yeah and, and he thinks that buying tanks and military-grade equipment and like spending literally millions and millions of dollars on all of this military gear is what's going to cure Gotham City. He doesn't realize that that's the problem. The problem is that he's making billions of dollars and then he's he's just spending money on toys, on equipment. Well, the thing that we're not owning and addressing here, yeah. I think, is the fact that on a storytelling level, yeah, the actual story of how to solve someone like the Joker, yeah, uh, is not enticing to the general public. Well, that's which true. Plays into how we vote. It plays into how yeah. we operate in our lives. Like no one wants to go into the work of changing the entire system because, for one, who knows if it's really going to work, and then also. Uh, it's more fun just to be like, no, yeah. kill the bad guy. Like you just yes. kill the bad guy. Which is why, and Christopher Nolan, I think is is incredibly brilliant. And partly because he understands, like you have to have three movies that are Batman trying to kill Joker or trying to get mm-hmm. put in Arkham Asylum. But then what Christopher Nolan does is then he finishes by going the realization that Batman can't defeat the Joker. He has to create an orphanage with his house go off, be with the woman and use the money to try to actually address the issues that the Joker raises. Yeah, Black Panther does that really well. Uh, The movie Black Panther. I've seen it, but I can't remember how it ends. Yeah, yeah. he uh, rather than continue on, he like goes in and just invests in a bunch of like infrastructure stuff and starts changing. Um, Are you, to segue entirely or to throw a caveat here, are you uh, involved right now in the political realm that's happening with uh because i've talked about this on the valley cast and everything but like i'm getting sucked back into like political oh, yeah. stuff and like yeah. galvanizing my own opinions oh is that right stuff. i mean i've been definitely keeping an eye on everything so but tell me where what's going on do well you, i'll tell you know? pete thank you for asking yeah um i first of all i love everything trump is doing and he's flawless yeah. uh <laughs> so course, i want to yeah. put that on yeah. record 
Um, but I've been getting a little interested as someone who, of course, loves Trump and loves his uh, um, everything he does. I think is perfect. But as someone who loves everything that he does, I've been getting a little interested in uh, Bernie Sanders. Yep. Uh, as well as Andrew Yang. Yep. And a little bit of Elizabeth Warren, which I know you're not a huge fan of. But I'm, <laughs> I've been getting a little bit like uh, incensed, I think is the word. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm back. Like, uh, this is yeah. what I'm, I, I, I get this. I understand it, whatever. Um, do you feel uh, sociologically right now that you are politically inclined or do you want to be more politically inclined than you have been? Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely keeping a close eye on things. Have you watched the debates? You know, I they're trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the debates because they, I think, they are generally trash. They're trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I'm definitely interested. I mean, you know, but I I take a very kind of broad. I take a a very what's the word distant view like i try to look yeah. at it from afar so i don't get involved in opinion pieces well that's bringing back to the joker that's what i think is interesting about the perspective you have on the joker because it's you're watching this movie from the perspective of a very high up very like a like you have the ability to be like okay these people are freaking out about something they're uniting around this and you see it in a way that is like group psychology kind of Mm -hmm. a little bit but that's not the world that those people are living in yeah you know like the people that are rallying around the joker on the cab aren't like this is because we're angry about the system i don't know that they know they're angry about the system they just know that they're angry and so the joker becomes the most colorful thing literally to latch onto. yeah i mean i in some ways i think we need a joker figure i mean the difficulty is the joker another one yeah, well, a literal, like the Joker, there, there is similarities, and it, it sounds weird to say, between things like the Joker, Titanic, Christ, these, in that, like, we often need a completely contingent, like, irrelevant some, someone or something that is able to help us become aware of yeah the, 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 the sufferings and the deadlocks within, within society. And the interesting about the Joker is the Joker is is it's brilliant because he's the most pathetic, broken, and evil kind of character, and yet still is able to incarnate uh, a figure, a symptom. He becomes a symptom of Gotham that helps Gotham realize yeah. himself. Um, now, then the issue is you have to overcome the Joker, but you overcome the Joker by showing that the Joker is uh, doesn't exist. I either, you know, he's just a he's just a contingent event that helps mm-hmm. you understand yourself just like the therapist is a contingent person mm-hmm. who you think is some expert that they are an expert in some ways but you think that they have some insight into your unconscious if they that, are um, an expert they let you realize yeah. that they're not an expert yeah that's it that's the expertise <laughs> in allowing you to realize that they're broken as well dude i had this whole we um not to go into stuff that i'm yeah. experiencing right now with the valley of Group, but we had this uh really cool day where uh me Joe and Steve went in and we had this like corporate kind of counseling session. Yeah. Uh, it happened to be with my personal therapist and it happened on the same day where I went in to see my therapist. And then I was like, okay, a few hours later, we're going to do like a corporate thing. And, uh, you know, they trust you. They, they, they like you, blah, blah. And throughout the, the session that we had together, me and my therapist, it literally was, and I've never had this before where, it was 
80% both of us going, I don't know. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, uh, you could reach out to these types of people. You could reach out to these, you know, um, there's crisis management, there's PR people. You can reach out to people that are experts in this area, but I've never had a therapy session where my actual therapist was sitting there going like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, (laughs) you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it was like, that was a very freeing hour to walk out and be like, cool. Okay. So I'm not crazy because the person that I would go to to ask for solid advice, this is yeah. how you do it, this is how you live your life, that person was going, I actually have no idea yeah. what, you sh- what you should do and how you should go about this, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that is, like, that's the death of the father. And in a way, that's when you realize your parents are just as divided as you are. Yeah, and um, limited. And, limited, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's, that's called separation. Alienation is where you feel separate from your parents and separation is where you realize that they're alienated from themselves. So, Wait, that, say that again, what? Oh, yeah. So, well, separation, sorry, alienation is when you feel distance from your parents. Yeah, like you're the distant one. You're distant. You're distant. There's a, they're in there's the living room and you're in the hell. Yeah, and, and they, they are substantial. They're still gods. Right, they they knew yourself. Mm. They knew you better than you knew yourself. Separation is right. you're in the living room, but you realize you're all in hell. Yes, you're all in hell together. Yeah, that okay. they are as divided as you. So it's the first time you see your dad dancing at a wedding or something and making a fool of himself or whatever it is. It's the first moment when you realize that the substantial other that you think is an authority figure is also a dork. A dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's an important moment. Yeah, yeah. that's a in 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 discovering our own freedom. Yeah. So what with the, uh, when you, what's your big takeaway from the Joker? What yeah. would be your, which I guess takeaway, I mean, we're, I guess we're right on time. It's 45 oh, yeah. minutes in. So that's can, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. But you, yeah. you're thinking how many, how much more you got on Joker? No, I mean, we've. We can hit a few more points. We've definitely hit on some of the, the main things I want to talk about, which one was the idea that um, subjectivity is, you know, you want to say like, like, right. So, and I, we already said it, but let's say it again. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's like things happen to you that are traumas that, like that, that that are punches in your reality and whatever, and then you try to interpret them, believing that they have meaning. So there's a past and a future, and that, and then in the present you try to work it out what it means because you know it has meaning, right? And in that very process, that conflict you become aware of yourself, you become a subject. And what I'm saying about the Joker is that you kind of have this, you have this general vibe in the whole movie that the city's falling apart. And then you have the Joker who the city thinks is the savior, the Messiah, the one who understands, the one who is galvanizing that. And with that belief, they start to make sense of and understand their own suffering. Yeah. That is a very, very good insight into what a symptom is. Um, and the the only way to move beyond that is to then realize that the Joker has helped you come to articulate the suffering of the city, address that, and realize that the Joker has no real insight at all. The Joker was just a fiction that you needed in order to become aware as a subject, just like you needed the fiction of the analyst to become 
a subject in therapy. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think there's a whole emotional element of realizing that uh, the mascot that you're rooting for is actually impotent. Yeah. yeah. And like accepting it and being like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like this thing that I thought, this Joker guy who, who uh, blew a guy's brains out on live TV that I thought was this big badass is actually just like really disturbed and yes. really like lost. And then you're like, oh, so... But then I think there's a whole contingency of people who refuse to go through the emotional process of realizing that they're failures, yeah. the, the people that they're looking up to are failures. And as a result of that, they, uh, they double down and yeah. they become more like, so I'm really interested to see what they do with Joker too, yeah. because I would love to see how the public um, of Gotham City, because it's, it's all fun, it's all fiction, whatever, it's all comic booky stuff. But to see a split between people who go, oh, you were what made me realize that yeah. this is all broken, but also you yourself are not the solution. And I think that's a very yeah. nice I'm just worried. Nice I'm just worried because the reason why they're making a, a sequel is because it made a billion dollars. Yeah. And it's the first R-rated movie to make a billion dollars, even though it wasn't released in China. Like, that's the reason. So my worry is that actually... Why don't? It why was, wasn't it released in China? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm guessing because the funny thing is in America, you're you're so um, secure that nothing will cause a disruption that you don't need to ban things. Yeah. But in China, it could actually cause a disruption, so they ban things. So it's, it's, anyway, but that's a sure. different story. That's the but, answer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the answer to the question I asked. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. But I'd have to unpack it. But but the fact is it made so much money that they're going to make a sequel. And I'm like, I'm just nervous because I'm like, it's so... Bring it uh, on. So Bring it on. Let you it reckon? Happen. You yeah. reckon? But you know, here, by the way, what you said was perfectly articulated in Christopher Nolan's movie. Whenever, remember the, the two boats and they had the, mm -hmm. the Joker had constructed this entire thought experiment and this thing. Mm -hmm. And the way out of you it. Either blow, blow the other one up, they blow you or up. They blow you or up. both of you get blown up. Yeah. Exactly, right? And then the only way out of it was to subtract your libidinal investment in the game itself. And that was very clever because... The whole, the only way to defeat the Joker is to not play the game. The only way is to realize that is it, like that's the problem with Batman. Batman takes the Joker too seriously. Is like in one way the Joker's power is taken away whenever you no longer play the game, and that's the that that that's the kind of like the the next move beyond the Joker helps to galvanize and helps you to understand the injustice of the city. And then you get, you then disinvest in the Joker mm -hmm. and then you try to deal with the injustice yeah. of the city. Yeah. If the that moment that you're, yeah, it, 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 I think, yeah, it made sense. Mm. Yeah. It fell off a little at the it's end. It's a lot because, yeah, because we've been drinking. <laughs> we, this is, to be honest, I like, we've been drinking a fair amount on this session. I, yeah, but this is what I think, this is the, this is the good stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree entirely. And there's more that I would want to say, but cannot. Yeah, was there for... any, well, is there any takeaway that you have? <clears throat> I mean, not to get, I mean, look, to be completely honest with you, mm. I was jo half joking earlier, but I do really love, um, like, I just feel this weird sense of, it's Thanksgiving weekend, it's Sunday, so I don't know when this is going to go up, but bear in mind, listeners, that this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So it's a little bit of like, it's a vacation week, basically, yeah. where it's like, we're drinking, we're having a good time. Uh, 
you know, whatever. But I'm very thankful uh, that I live in an era where a a Joker movie is getting made. There's mm-hmm. Mandalorians happening. Um, I have this wonderful experience with the Valley Folk. Uh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But of course, there are things that I would like to say and add to this that I can't. And yep. so I'm politely, uh, I'm chalking all of it up to gratitude, but in actuality, you know, there's, at a later date, we'll talk about yeah. more of this stuff. Yeah. So do you feel like there is a part two on the Joker still? No, I think we touched on a lot of, lot of uh, you know what I would love to talk about is freedom a bit more of that but i but i think the joker we've done or do what do you think um i think we're good on the joker yeah yeah but i also he'll come up yeah it's a good metaphor yeah and also the big we didn't yeah yeah there's there's i think other elements the joker will, will arise the again. part two is just going to be me comparing the joker to frozen two Yes, you love Frozen too, from from yeah. what I heard, from what you said. Absolutely, yeah. there's a rumor it. going around that you really liked it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool guys, thank you uh, for listening. Thanks for being here, Pete. Anything else you want to say? No, I mean, I'm good. That's, that was a lot great. of fun. Well, let's go have a drink somewhere, and Perfect. then uh, that'll be our Sunday. Thank you guys. Love you very much, and we'll see you actually, literally next week. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye.